know you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. And now I finally figured out why you guys are wearing baseball uniforms, because it's baseball. <laughs> we like, talked just, about this last time. I, I, just finally, I just finally put it together. When you, when you, uh, when you canceled it out last week, I'm, I'm literally sitting here at the computer with ex- dressed exactly like this you haven't changed in a like, week yeah let's go yeah i, I got the glove rain delay i yeah. did have my jersey sitting here all for a week because i had it ready to yeah. go as soon as you canceled i took everything off put it on the chair everything to, uh, you yes, took so. everything yeah. off. well i was only wearing the jersey the undershirt and the hat so it's uh, not you, like there's that much of a leave you dirty whore but yeah so um we're finally here i guess this is the the baseball episode of Deep Space Nine. Ooh. I kind of love it. There we go. Nice. What's that? <laughs> <Star Trek duck. laughs> nice. I got a you can send in the signs like this way. All right, yep. you're gonna bunt. Yeah, see that that communicator's <laughs> not allowed on the field. If yeah. I can't wear my I, my Apple Watch, you can't wear it. Hey, it's all right. I play for the Astros. <laughs> oh, never mind. Never Zing. Mind. <laughs> That works too because that's a sports joke. It is. They cheated. Um, The Red Sox did too. Yeah, they did. Yeah, well, that's why the Cubs took 108 years to win. They didn't. Mm. (laughs) They're just not good at it. (laughs) I'm sure every team that's won the World Series has cheated in some way. I mean, you cheat to win, brother. That's yeah. Rick. That's what Ric Flair. It's kind of like it's kind of the uh, the DNA of baseball is finding a way to cheat. Stealing signs. I don't think that's a thing. Um, no, that's, that's that's uncalled for. Make that accusation. Well, I think the the I think the Deep Space Nine team could have used some good old fashioned cheating because uh, this. This is a tough one for them, but it's a really great episode. It's they should have brought in the, uh, they should have pulled the old Monty Burns and bring in the ringers. <laughs> I love that. I don't That's think a, they had any yeah. ringers. Well, they did because they well, brought no, they Jake in. Jake's, Jake, I mean, they just were bringing everybody in because Jake was on the team and so was Nog and so was Quark and so was like, yeah, they were just bringing in all kinds of people. Yeah, but I thought like that them, he was going to get even have a team. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I thought he was going when he talked to Cassidy H. I thought he was going to get her to bring those people from that planet who play baseball all the time that she was talking what, about. What her with her brother's people? team? Yeah, was it her, <laughs> brother? her brother played for like Sisters Three. Now we're all over the place here, but yes, no, it's yeah, right. something like that. It's pretty simple. Um, everybody knows that Cisco loves baseball. That's his whole thing. He loves baseball. That's just his jam. The there's this Vulcan ship. It's a Federation ship, but it's just filled with Vulcans, like Vulcans only. So it's kind of racist, maybe a little, uh, maybe a little wrong, I guess, in, in a certain way. But the captain, the captain of that ship and Cisco go way, way back. They have a long, heated, hated history together. What's his name? Solok. Did I freeze? Yeah. Let's go with that. I'm looking. 
Sounds right. Yeah, they so got sounds like and sleeping medication. Solok, it says. Solok. Yeah. Yep. So Captain they Solok and his all Vulcan crew. Yep. They come to Deep Space Nine, and Benjamin is just not pleased because these two guys hate each other. They've known each other since the their academy days. There's just not a lot of not a good lot of good feelings yep. here. They they just hate each other's guts. And it's palpable. Oh, I, I, I heard you got your I heard you got your first uh, Chris Pike uh, Medal of Valor. Yeah, I, I, I just got my second one. Yeah, but, you know, Vulcans don't brag. Yeah, yeah. This guy is a total douche canoe. I mean, what a bro. <laughs> I bet he's more Romulan than Vulcan. Oh, jeez. Well, yeah. let's, let's not be racist. I'm just saying he seems more Romulish than Vulcanish. He's, Honestly, he's... when he first walked on the screen, I was like, is he supposed to be Romulan? That doesn't make any sense. Like, they're not part of Starfleet. It's a fake. <laughs> Although they are allies right now. so They yeah. are allies right now. But not in uniform. And that's the thing is that TNG and uh, DS9 and Voyager, I guess, Voyager not so much they always just had such a problem with Vulcans, like getting the wigs right, getting the, because that's the thing is everybody had to wear a wig because nobody wanted to, you know, I guess cut their hair like that in the, the 90s. Nobody but wants a fucking bowl it just, cut. Man, everybody want a bowl cut. Yeah, it was, it was one of the things that kind of <laughs> I mean, took that's me what out I have right of, now, uh, but it's, you know quarantine life they should have just got a bunch of eight-year-olds to be romulans because they could all just have bowl cuts be like look the romulan force are just a bunch of eight-year-olds they're really easy to find guys with they should cuts. all look like mo yeah. they should all look like mo what kind of haircuts do the black romulans have bowl cuts. And the black vulcans well remember tuvok yeah he didn't have a bowl cut he had a little right. box i mean that's the thing he was the first time a vulcan that had a decent haircut on or on the series or something because it was they went with his real hair just like in the original series, that was Spock's real hair. They just, you know, combed it down. Everybody else had one of those cheesy thick wigs and it looked ridiculous. And then this was also when they did the brow ridges, which they later explained in uh, Star Trek um, Picard. But they had, they, with the Romulans, they always tried to do that, that new brow ridge thing that they had. And it just, it looked ridiculous. ridiculous. It was, they just could, nobody did Romulans or Vulcans right for, 10 years Tuvok and as much as I hate Tuvok he was the first one that was a decent you sound Vulcan. like they personally offended your people <laughs> Ben I'm Star a quarter Trek. Vulcan yeah <laughs> my my Star my Star Trek persona is a quarter Vulcan so you know on his mother's side so what's the other three quarters human sexy so you you think your Spock's son is basically what you're saying? No, no, nothing of, of that nature. No, he was just one of the first hybrids. He he wasn't the only hybrid. Hybrid. But yeah, so um, so this dude. Don't be a hater, Dennis. Solok Solok tells Cisco. He's like, oh man, we've been playing this game on on our ship our crew has gotten together on the holodeck and we're playing this game and you guys should totally play it would be awesome 
He's like, well, what are you playing? He's like, we're playing baseball. And Cisco's like, oh, shit. He's like, how about your team versus my Vulcan team? And he, Cisco jumps at the chance. Like, sure, we're in. Let's do this. Baseball. Yes. And so that's the episode. Like, they set it all up in the first five minutes of the show. Like, there you go. That's the premise. It's the Vulcan, the Vulcan team versus Deep Space Nine in a game of baseball. And I think Cisco just really underestimated the skill level needed to play baseball. Yes, because they had two weeks to get ready for the game. Not that there's a middle, not that there's a war going on or anything like that at all. Who cares? They had two weeks to get the team. Worse more. Yeah, two re- two weeks ready to get the to get the teams ready to play baseball, and it's just so much fun. How I mean, okay, one, it was fun watching everybody like you know cramming the rules. Yes. And you know, learning what a fancy Dan Which, was, and that's all wasted time. Yes, like learning. The- I still, I still don't know all the rules, and I've been a baseball fan for like forty years. Uh, and I like, am, yeah, and learning some of the terminology because I've been a baseball fan my whole life. I've never heard the term fancy Dan, but I've heard hot dog and I've heard hot dog and Cadillac. And and if yeah. they would have said that, I'd yeah. been like, I know what hot dog is. You know? they should have. I'm disappointed they didn't say can of corn. Yeah, a can of corn. That's one. Hey, yeah. we all know can of corn. That's a can of corn. But yeah, so like they, they spend all this time like learning the analogies and learning the situations and trying to figure out the game. Jenny's like, I just don't know. <laughs> like, it's good though, because this episode well, is see, so- she's, if you look at her background, she's at a time before baseball was so popular. She's stuck in the What's past. What's a sports ball? She has no idea. <laughs> no, but it's fun too to hear the perspective of someone who's not a baseball fan. Like if you're a 40 year old male Star Trek fan and you grew up on this episode, it's just, yeah, this is the best Star Trek episode ever. If you fall outside of that range, I'd like to hear how you feel about it, Jenny. It was still fun to watch. I mean, but I don't watch baseball. I think the last baseball I watched was when the Cubs won the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry, Ben. I'm still rewatching that season. <laughs> no i still I mean, remember when you watched the cubs win though what you said that night was you know is baseball we, we always this to, interesting and you're yeah, like just no fight and like every every one of my friends on twitter who are like baseball or any of your friends that were baseball they're like no it's it's never like this, this is history yeah you know so i will say as far as fans of things goes Baseball fans are probably the most honest about how boring their thing is. Like most other people yeah. will try to sell you on what it is, but baseball fans are like, yeah, it's kind of boring. There's a lot of rules. There's a lot of idiosyncrasies that don't make sense, but eh, I love it. But it's, it's yeah. fairly simple too. Like, I mean, you just, you fucking hit it the ball like it. and you, you try to run around the bases. But like, whenever I watch I always football, thought- I'm like, Football is like the most confusing freaking set of rules I've ever seen in a game. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't enjoy watching it. I could give two shits about football. None. I always thought baseball was easy to explain until I tried to explain it to my wife. And I was like, I don't even know where to start, honestly. (laughs) You felt like Cisco in the wormhole. Yeah. What is baseball? This is is what we're going to do. We're going to. Because every single, every single action that happens like is completely unique. That's why baseball's cool. It's like, yeah. Well, why did that guy run now? Well, he's stealing the base. What do you mean stealing the base? Oh, well, you know, like, 
when the ball is being pitched, you can try to run for the next, you know, it's like, there's so That's many. It's like legalized cheating in the game. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I, mean, I don't. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I don't usually watch, and I haven't seen this one all the way through, but uh, Adam Sandler movies, but he did that Old West one. And they come across the guy who's like trying to sell people on baseball. And so I've seen that scene because it was baseball, but basically it's, you know, he's up to bat and they're like trying to strike him out. And it's just like, uh, or, you know, they throw the ball and he goes right past him. And he's like, no, 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 you, you, you get to try again. That was just one. That was just what you get. You get two more tries and, you know, and, Oh no, no, I hit it. But it, no, no, that was a foul. That doesn't yeah. count. Exactly. That, that, you know, and so he's like <laughs> all of the rules of baseball are basically from a guy who doesn't know how to, you know, who can't play. And so he's making up the rules so he can keep playing. No, no, no. You have to, you, you we didn't lose. You have that to give us three more times. Yeah, yeah it, could ball take, doesn't it could take 10 minutes explaining what a strike is. <laughs> Go. That I'm still not sure about. Like when they started arguing in this episode about like, that was a ball, that was a strike. I don't fucking know. Like it was yeah. well, outside zone. or something. But what, but is, outside of what? It is the like, most. I don't understand. It's the most infuriating part of playing baseball or softball is to have a called strike on it's you. A, it's completely subjective. The strikes... I'll never forget how angry I got when I was playing softball when I lived in Turkey and the fucking ball almost hit my foot and the guy called a strike and I was just incensed. <laughs> I was like, there's no way that could be a strike. <laughs> what was it? I, I want to say it was... Um... But you get, I mean, you, it's it's a dumb argument because it's it's totally at the umpire's discretion. Basically. Technically, the strike zone. As when I was a kid, I remember the strike zone being letters in the jerseys to your knees. That was the yeah. strike zone. Yeah. Like there is. But imagine, now it's like your belt to your letters. Yeah. Or now it's even like even it could be the belt down. It's all subjective. And yeah. Well, so, I saw. I think it was Chris Bryant got ejected from a game because the the ump called him out on a uh, you know on a strike like that and it was clearly a ball and as he went to leave he just turns and looks at the ump and says you know that's why electronic uh what, what do they call it electronic uh, will or the, the electronic AR. strike zone will yeah. replace you guys and make you useless and he kicked him out of the game See, now, like, I'm, now i'm paying attention because you're talking about chris bryant's balls <laughs> The yeah. rules, the rules of baseball, especially the strike zone, are completely subjective. Um, mm. They even they even change depending on who's pitching and who's hitting. And it's the most probably the most fundamental part of the game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, nothing because can happen until the ball enters that area of yeah. the plate. Really, you know. If you swing and miss, that's a strike. But anything else is subjective. And again, it's it could be based on who's hitting and who's pitching. So if you have- You can swing and miss and they might not hear that you actually, actually tipped the ball when you swung and they can call that a strike. Because if like, depending on how fast it goes into the catcher's mitt, if the umpire only hears it going to catcher's mitt, he didn't hear it hit your bat, he could call that a, a strike, which I guess, unless he drops it, it's, it's a strike anyways. Yeah. Okay, now I am confused because otherwise it would be a- foul i yes. guess it's a foul like, it would still be a strike. I, I don't but if he hey if if it was a third strike if it was a third strike in the and the catcher held on to the ball then you'd be out but he drops it so you get right another chance but again like right. i said Jesus. but if he drops it right, and, the, and the umpire thinks that you didn't hit it 
then the umpire thinks you should be running to first because it's a drop third strike. So then, you know, ah, baseball has a lot of rules. I love you, you, you can't foul out. <laughs> I didn't know that part. But yeah, I feel like they gave, the, they gave that well, job to the right person. Well, you can foul out if you hit the ball in the air and somebody catches it. Somebody catches it, yes. Yeah, then you can't yeah. foul out. Yes. But a, an at-bat will last as many foul balls until there's an actual third strike, which is a swing Now try miss. explaining this to a foreigner. Well, here's the thing. You had trouble explaining <laughs> it to a foreigner. He's got uh, a group of aliens who, who – yeah. they don't even have anything remotely – like this hasn't That's even shown up. That's what I'm saying. Up. He's wasting he his time, he... like studying the rules. They should just learn how to throw and learn how to hit. That's all they should do when they practice is throw, yeah. how to catch the ball, and how to hit. Yeah. Well, but this... that's what they were doing, and they were still hurting themselves because, like, I don't, I don't know, like, he's not teaching them enough. Yeah. <laughs> O'Brien, like, you know, put his shoulder out. That's and what, he's the GM. That's what frustrated me because, like, they're going out kayaking in the holodeck all the time they're doing all yeah. these different things um, and he routinely each other off or whatever yeah how did he throw his shoulder out from that like he, he should be in number one he should be in better shape just regardless well he's look he's <laughs> had a trick shoulder all the way back to the tng days that that's mm. a routine thing he goes kayaking he does something he throws his shoulder out and they have to set it and once you you dislocate your shoulder once then it's easier to dislocate it again, and he yeah. just routinely re. We've all seen Lethal Weapon, Ben. He space rigs. <laughs> <laughs> now you would think, as many times that may, as incidentally, that may not be a fact, and we all believe it because of Lethal Weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all believe Mel Gibson was a cool guy because of Lethal Weapon. So why yeah. wouldn't we think the? We're still like... giving giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Right up until Sugar Tits, and then I'm out. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> no. That that was a nice little diatribe. Hate the Jews. Let's 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 pull back. But I think it's just odd in the sense that you've got two weeks. You've got a group of people that have never even heard of this game before, and you mm -hmm. think you're going to go out there and be able to play. Yeah, like yeah. that. His, that his expectations were way too high. Yeah, he, he did say though he was going to win. That's the thing too. Like he thought he had a chance. <laughs> But that's the thing. Balkans. That's the thing that I wanted to talk about. But we'll get there. So Cassidy Yates comes to the station and he hits her with like, "Oh, you got to be on my baseball team," because he's slowly recruiting everybody. Jake's the pitcher, and Jake is mm -hmm. ten feet tall at this point. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So Jake is the pitcher, and Nog is playing. But now Rom wants to play because Nog is playing because they're doing the de the father son thing, and yeah. then Quark is playing and. Um, Narice, like the whole the whole squad, and then of course he yeah. has to find an umpire, and who does he pick? Uda, which is a really good choice to be the umpire. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he's going to learn the rules, whatever the hell they are, really quickly, and he's going to stick to them. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck what anybody thinks about him. Yeah, mm -mm. <laughs> he's really excited to be the umpire, which is cool because that's the kind of person you need. Yep, yeah. you know. And I thought the so, scene where he was in his office practicing his balls and strikes was super yeah. cute. You know, yeah, yeah. safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought that was fun. Like, it's just a really fun and cute episode. Like when they're all out on the field playing and they're all in their nerds Star Trek uniforms, like trying to play baseball. It's like, what are you doing? Like, come on. <laughs> I like how they just took their tops off. It was, it was like if you. That's were... all they did. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, if if you were in the military, and I think you know, Dennis, you might remember this i mean if you ever did something that was going to 
be somewhat strenuous. You, if you were in BDUs back when I was, I don't know what they call them now, but you, you could take your blouse off and you just have your t-shirt and, and pants or whatever to do stuff. And that was exactly what they did. They just basically, you know, took their tops off. And so they were in, you know, a, a relaxed dress state almost. And that's, uh, that's how we took our hero pictures when I was in basic training. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Now, what's a yeah. hero picture? I don't know what that is. When do you look like a hero? It's like yeah. when I was in basic training, they, they obviously took like a group picture of everybody. Uh-huh. And they took individual pictures too, where you were just standing there like with your rubber ducky M16, you know. Okay. And standing there looking tough and cool and everything like that. Okay. But no shirt yeah. on. I mean, well, you had your undershirt on, but yeah. no tops. See, and I was when I went through Navy boot camp. It was before um, we switched to the BDUs or the whatever they call them in the Navy now. And so we were still in the dungarees. Were you guys still wearing so, the, the Donald Duck uniform? No, we were still dressed uh, for our um, work uniform. We were still dressed like shipwreck, <laughs> except no fucking parrot, and that pissed me off. <laughs> I mean, how are they not going to give you the? Well, think about it. And then I find lot. out that ship. <laughs> and the, so here's the thing, though, is that when it's a lot of birds, though, on, man, you got to think about that's a lot of birds. Like, think of all those birds they have to get. There's a lot of birds. A lot of shit to clean up after. <laughs> yeah. So noisy. Yeah. So, God so damn it! No we can't give anybody orders. There's no birds. fucking birds everywhere. It's part of the uniform. Hey, sorry, man. There's no bird. No beards. And uh, apparently shipwreck. Yeah, yeah Joe was a lie. What the hell's wrong with you, shipwreck? It's like, okay. So everything G.I. Joe told me about the Navy was wrong. Then I started thinking about it. They'd find his ass in a bar in the desert. So he was AWOL as F. A cobra I mean, bar. A cobra bar. So, you know, <laughs> it's just, this thing went all the way down for me after boot camp. Of course, he like, was I'm Mexican out of, I'm too. Of, <laughs> of course, he was Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> He's not Mexican. He's Hispanic. He's from Southern California. Well, oh, then he's Mexican. Why did I move to Southern California? But yeah, no. Um, and he talks like Jack Nicholson. Yeah, it was a really weird vibe. It was a weird time. Yeah. No, so the crazy thing about this and the one piece, the two things about trivia on this that I loved was that Jake's real life uncle is, is Kenny, Kenny Lofton. Lofton. Yeah, that's why he was wearing the Braves hat. Oh, really? Right? Yes. And then Kenny Lofton, a couple of years later, went to the San Francisco Giants. Oh, that's cool. Ah, nice. And so he was wearing... So then the other thing, though, is that Rom, as crap of a player as he is in this episode, actually, what was it? They said in high school, he was semi-professional and almost went uh, full professional. Wow. He was like a badass superstar baseball player. That's cool. And he, he he was such a good baseball player that he couldn't fake playing bad. Huh. So he had to play left-handed. Interesting. His offhand, just oh. so he could make it look like he was a bad player and it'd be more authentic than if he had tried to look fake. I don't know. I think it's easier to look bad when you know what you're doing at baseball. That's true. Yeah. But so I was it- thinking, I was like, man, he's doing a really good job looking like he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Well, part of that was using his left hand, though. Interesting. 
I will say like, okay, so Cassidy Yates shows up yeah. and he talks awesome her into player. being on the team and they have like dinner together. And Cisco explains, he's just being a dick to everybody on the field. Like he's just being yeah. such a meanie. He's yelling at everybody. He kicks Rom off the team because Rom's so awful. Like he's yeah. just being a total dick. And, and, and Cassidy's kind of like, hey, man, you're losing the team. Like, what's going on? Why are you taking this so seriously? Then he goes into this whole thing that I've known Solak since the, the academy. Um, we got into an argument one night after too many drinks where he was talking about, like, the, the frailties and the, the failings of humanity and humans. So I challenged him to a wrestling match. And he, and he broke my ribs and he beat me up and he did all this stuff. And he and kissed he, me. Then he proceeded to write a bunch of papers yeah. about me and I hate him and I've always hated him and I want to be. But him. that was the thing. Every, every paper that he wrote apparently started with an introduction that involved the story of having to kick Cisco's ass. Yeah. Like, those, not just those like. Those two oh, should just fucking get it over with. I, I wrote a story about how silly humans are. Now I'm writing a story about quantum physics, and let me preface this by telling you how silly humans are. Specifically, <laughs> this one human I went to the to boot camp with. What a jerk! Fuck that yeah. guy. And now, what was it? Cassidy is the one that figured it out. He's going to come into your house and play your game and, and beat, beat you, you at, at it. it. Yes. So we got to do. We got to tell the team, and this will this will rob up, and we'll be really excited, and they'll play well for you. He's like, no, no, no. I don't want anybody to know. This can't, they can't know. So this would be good motivation for the team. So Cassidy tells them all and the team gets all fired up. Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to win. And then- Let's do the opposition. And then as soon as the game starts, they're just getting the shit kicked out of them. So yeah. they like immediately move the goalposts. It goes from like, hey, we don't want to get killed to, it goes from we're going to win to we just want to score a run. Yeah. And like, it happens so quickly that I thought I was watching like a Trump press conference. Like, I'm like, where, what is happening here? Like, what are we doing? Like you're the whole episode. You're, you're talking rah, rah, rah about how we're going to win this thing. And now you're just saying, well, I mean, if uh, 200,000 people die, then I don't see what the big deal is. Like that's a win. This, for is, us. this is an analogy of 2020. Yes. essentially. <laughs> like they went from wanting to win at all costs to, Hey, let's not get shut out. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? Well, if it was a flu, they would have only scored two or three runs. I mean, hey, now, yeah, the, the flu's only going to score eight runs. I mean, that's what the so flu does. <laughs> this is the 90s, so just for in, in the sense of uh, being fair, uh, because that's But it's bullshit. Is, okay, but it's the 90s, so it, look, it would be like if Clinton was like going to try to liberate a religious compound and it didn't catch fire <laughs> versus if it caught fire and killed everybody inside. I just don't understand. Considered a win. I just don't understand how he, Cisco, the whole episode is like, I just want to beat him. I just want to win to at the end of the game. He's happy that he lost 10 to one. Like, how does that work? Like, how does that, how, like, how is he okay with that? I just don't get it because they don't have like the aha moment where it's like, this is just fun. It's good to, it's a good team building exercise. Word. I think everybody else was okay with just having fun. He was the one that was really wanted to win at all costs. Right. And then he eventually realized like, what, what the fuck am I doing? I'm ruining it for everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It yeah. It's like somewhere around the time that he got thrown out and he's sitting there. Like, which was a great scene, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
when Odo runs him. I was so happy about that. Because they're just getting the shit kicked out of him. Like, Jake, who seems like Jake looked like he was an okay ball player. He mm-hmm. gave up, what, like five runs in the first, and they're losing 5 nothing, And then they're starting to rally. Somebody got a hit. Somebody hit a double. There's a guy on third base. And then Worf strikes out looking. Right? It was Worf. Worf. He, he Carlos Beltran's yeah. it. Yeah, he, no, he didn't, because that wasn't bases loaded <laughs> in the bottom of the ninth with a chance to go to the World Series. That would have been Carlos Beltran. He, he struck out looking, and then Cisco comes out, and he gets into it with Odo, and he pats, he, t- he points, he taps Odo's chest with his index finger, and Odo tosses him, which was yeah. awesome, which was so much fun. You know? Well, that was the one where it was outside. It, it yeah. was a ball. Yes. Yeah. Death to the opposition. <laughs> I didn't understand how it went from they were just getting absolutely fucking destroyed at the beginning. Like, was it yeah. 10 to nothing? And then each inning after that, they well, were able the, to keep it down to like one or two. They've got the box <laughs> scores here. Hold on. I think, they, I think the Klingons. They have them That's not canon, Ben. That's not canon. I think the Klingons took the foot. It's on memory the alpha, and they're usually pretty accurate. And uh, yeah, so the. The Niners didn't get a run until the ninth. Yes. Because it was... On a squeeze butt. The Vulcans had four runs in the first, a run in everything after. Nobody had a run in the fifth. Uh, The the Vulcans had two more runs in the sixth, another run in the seventh, and then uh, nothing. So, yeah, it was uh, 10 to 1. Because part of me is like, okay, there's no way that a team that's been playing two weeks is going to come out and beat a bunch of Vulcans. Like that's impossible. Um, So I'm glad they didn't win, Mm -hmm. but I I was hoping it would have been a closer game, but the fact that they were content with just scoring a run was disappointing to me. That was the only black eye for this episode for me. I think that's the only way that this could have turned out though. Like for the dramatic arc of the episode, like it had to come down to, not him realizing, hey, we're just here to have fun. Let me put yep. Nog in. Everybody being okay with it, even yep. though they weren't at first. <laughs> it was kind of funny when Nog was going up to bat, when he's walking by everybody, everybody's like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> We've been getting our asses beat for nine innings. You're going to put Nog in? Or well, Rom at in? the same time, it, it has to be Rom, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. then Nog has to be involved. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so Which that slide into thing. third – Nog sliding into third. Woo, that stunt double was tall. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, Aaron is, is a rather yeah. diminutive brush. Yeah. I was like, man, that's a full-grown adult right there. <laughs> it's like, who do we got in the stuntman pool? Well, everybody's out today except Slim and Tex. It's like, damn it. I love Aaron the- Eisenberg's like, I'm not doing my own sliding. Yeah. Fuck you guys. I've got one kidney. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not sliding. I liked the uniforms are great. I, I love the Niner yeah. uniforms. Yeah. You know what I was just so about to say? That font... was, just from a design standpoint, their uniforms fucking drove me nuts. Really? <laughs> because I hated how the look, the name just went like diagonal. It was just like, it, it looked off balance and kind of garbage. I, I was just like, this? can you just take it and like... Somehow that looks fine. I, and maybe because it's like script or something that it doesn't look as out of place. But like, yeah. I like that they use, I really like that they use like the title fonts from yep. the, the credits 
Yeah. Like th this is the part that I paid attention to in the entire episode. <laughs> I'm sure you can tell. Can uh, you name those fonts? I mean, uh, no, no. They're Deep Space Nine fonts, like the ones that yeah. I have. I just don't remember the exact names. Um, so yeah, it drove me nuts that like it was like slanted up and it like started in the middle, like their stomachs and it went up to like the chest. It was just, it was just fucking weird. And I like, I kind of liked the the logos that they had. The, yeah, the logo was cool. The little, it was like the Deep Space Nine and it was like built With into the baseball. The, the baseball. That was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. baseball stitching on it. Yeah. You can go. Now on the Vulcan oh, uniforms, yeah. it looked like they had a slice of pizza. Yeah, with the IDIC in it. If you, yeah, yeah, that triangle looked like a slice of pizza. You can you go, go to StarTrek.com and buy yourself a Niners baseball shirt, which is pretty rad, and and it's straight across too. Yeah, it's weird. That's that's their starting lineup. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I I don't think it looks like a piece of pizza. I think it looks like Doritos. That's what I remember. That it looks like a Dorito inside a Dorito. Yes. Doritos all the way down. Yeah. But on the dinner. actual uniform, it was yellow, so it looked like cheese. That's why it looked, mm. like, <laughs> looked like a slice of pizza to me. Gotcha. I think we just have different food associations. <laughs> yeah. And why does Vulcan script look like Elven script? Well, that I, I got to think that somewhere along the way, some Vulcans and some Elves were based on one or the yeah. other. Because I've been doing a lot of D&D &D lately, and I'm sorry, but half elves are vulcan yeah there's a lot of high fantasy elements in star trek if you really think about it maybe <laughs> mm -hmm. fucking but yeah so um <laughs> it just came down to nog he dropped the bunt uh but i guess before that happened the uh vulcan umpire got the Vul the vulcan manager got thrown out right what did he get thrown yeah, out he for? got thrown out at the end as for because the play at the plate he thought that he was out no, no, right. no. He, he, they were celebrating the game wasn't over yet. That's right. Yeah, that's right. They were. It's they like, were what is he complaining about? Like, yeah. what if they have a run, a 10 run rally in the bottom of the ninth? <laughs> they were celebrating 200,000, maybe possibly dead. And they were like, yeah, we won. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> and we didn't have to wear a mask. Yeah. Woohoo. But yeah, talking about moving the goalposts. And then he gets pissed off that they're celebrating. And then he gets tossed. And then, um, nice mask. Nice Star Trek mask. Nice. He gets, now you got to wash it. He gets tossed. Um, <laughs> and then the episode, then they, meet, then they meet at Quark's. And then everybody's having drinks and enjoying themselves. And the Vulcan guy comes in. He's like, you guys are a bunch of losers. <laughs> the game ball. Won't, you know, want us to sign one for you there? Yeah. Let me rub my nuts on it for you. I, I you love go. that Quark when he signed his, and I've watched this a couple of times, but when he signs Quark on there, on his cue, he adds ears. That's so you've got cool. a big round yeah, I thought cue. It looked like the, uh, I don't know, I thought it was like a sideways W, <laughs> honestly. When I saw it, I was like, huh. First, and I was also confused why he wrote in English. It's the Universal Translator. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> on the pen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Universal Trans. Don't, 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 don't think too much. Don't think too much about it. But man, the, like, the, I watched this whole episode and I was just smiling ear to ear. Like every second yeah. of the forty 
five minutes, I was just in heaven. Like this may be my favorite Star Trek episode of all time. Like it, I mean, I can't, I, it's baseball and Star Trek. Like what's not yeah. to like about that? Yeah. And to go back um, early in our, I guess not even, this is pre-Dork Trek, I would almost think maybe, um, to trivia night over at uh, the cafe where we yes. recorded a few episodes. Mm -hmm. One of the first ones I went to, I was mad because I got a, well, no, I got a question right. Uh, well, one, it was Picard's birthday question. That was one of them. But the other <laughs> was a sports question. And it was one of the few sports questions I ever got because it was about DiMaggio's uh, record in what year? And the reason I knew it, and the reason I knew it was Dixon Hill. Okay. Because they made a mention, it's like, oh, this is San Francisco from the year blah blah blah, and then Data starts spouting off, you know, knowledge, and one of the things he mentions was uh, DiMaggio's home run record. No, DiMaggio's hitting streak. He hitting hit streak. 50, yeah, I think no, it was hitting streak. Hitting streak. Hit 56, fifty-six straight games. games. Fifty-six games. 56 games. Ted Williams hits 401 that year and doesn't win the MVP. That's that's the crazy shit right there. 1941, yeah. Ted Williams hit 401 and didn't win the MVP because DiMaggio. He shouldn't have made it so normal to hit 400. I guess, yeah, God, nobody's done it since. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I don't think anybody will ever do it. Dude, well, did you see did you see all the stuff? I know this is completely unrelated but it's baseball related we never do that all the stuff what? for tony gwynn's birthday like i guess his 60th birthday was over the weekend really yeah he's been dead since like yeah, 2012 but i guess yeah. this would have been his 60th birthday like saturday so they were putting up a bunch of tony gwynn stats um from the tony gwynn is one of like six players in his career to get 3100 hits and strike out less than 500 times in his career like they said, um, one of the stats that I thought was fascinating from 1991 to the year 2000, Tony Gwynn struck out 204 times. Aaron Judd, the Yankees power hitter, struck out 212 last season. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. That's a different, it's a different game now. It's a different game, but still, I mean, it's bonkers. Like just throwing up all this Tony Gwynn stuff was really fun. Doesn't yeah, get enough props. Have, so this is, this is a Tony Gwynn baseball card from 1992 or oh, it's got his stats through 91 in 1991 he played in 134 games and struck out 19 times that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> like that is yeah, he only hit 317 that year too wow that's that's really bad for tony quinn yeah but yes i don't know i just yeah this is the greatest star trek episode ever Minus the, I would even say, even with the goalpost moving, I'm going to give this one a nine. <gasps> wow. wow. It's my, it might be my favorite Star Trek episode ever. Wow. That's high praise. Dude, it's baseball and Star Trek. What's not to love? And like Cisco's love of the game is really like it's it breeds through him like you can just see it like it's wonderful to watch how excited he is for it you know and where does he get a uh, san francisco giants hat in tw the 23rd century well I, uh, you know i i gotta think Replicator. because he yeah he went to the academy and so that's when you know since his obsession with with baseball and willie mays starfleet's obsession with uh, san francisco it only makes sense I mean, that somebody would be still out there wearing hat. like tri-corner hats 
<laughs> you know. <laughs> I with tea bags to, hanging off of them? I, yeah, I, well, that too. I was going to say, I could go up to Yorktown and just buy one from the, the gift shop. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> now, I wonder if Major League Baseball like made him pay a, a fee for that, for wearing the Braves and the, oh. and the Giants hat. Wait, wait, th- this came out in 1998. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're probably just happy for the publicity. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> this was before the home runs and all that jazz. This is like right when that's all starting. The whole so is Mark this McGuire, about, Sammy Sosa era is really kicking off. This five years after the strike? No, my strike was in 94. Four. Yeah. So, so four years after the strike. Yeah. So again, you're trying to get all the positive vibes you can. Because, I mean, that honestly, the strike took me out of baseball for a oh, long time. It took time. it. took everybody everybody's up watching that's, that. you know so in my life i've seen now it's going to be two seasons without a world series so you never know there, maybe there, i mean chances that we're, we're we're not having one this year i can just about guarantee if they bring in the dh i'll be so mad son of a well they're just trying to figure out how to screw the players out of more money now yeah <laughs> Yeah, they're trying to screw the players out. Because, and my thing with the DH is okay. If we need it this year, cool. But if they bring it in this year, they're not going to get rid of it. Nope. Once once you open that can of worm, designated hitter in the American League, the pitchers don't hit. The pitchers just pitch. So there's one guy on the team in the American League who technically doesn't even field. He doesn't probably doesn't even own a glove. He just goes out. I don't think Edgar Martinez owned a glove. Yeah, he just goes out there and hits. So that's his job. He's just the designated hitter. He's just a hitter. He hits for the pitcher. Yeah. And in the in the National League, the pitcher hits. In the American League, the pitcher does not. And they did it back in the 70s to try to increase offense to make the game more exciting. But now you have plenty of offense. You don't really need it. I mean, you're you're guaranteed almost. uh, I say guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. But it's a pretty good chance when the pitcher comes up to bat, it's not going to be an amazing uh, showing. He's going to probably try to bunt or, you know. There's something. a lot of strategy I mean, it worked involved. For Ron. Well, there's strategy <laughs> involved on when you do pitching changes because yeah. you can bring it for – when you change the pitcher in the National League, mm-hmm. you get to change your batter. So you can bring a good batter off the bench to hit for the pitcher before the next pitcher comes in to pitch. But in the American League, designated hitter is going to hit anyway. So it doesn't it's really matter. It's just softball rules. You can yeah. change – you know as many whenever you want you can change the pitcher yeah so you 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 get these prima donna pitchers that just you know it's like oh i don't hit i just i I pitch i hate the dh i hate the dh so much like and i can't express how much i hate the dh like it just oh god it drives me nuts i hate american league baseball like because it's just not there's no strategy to it it's just we're just gonna hit like there's National no du- there's no there's no double switches there's no sacrifice bunting there's no none of that stuff it's just we're just gonna hit yes. it's, it's more it. boring I look the, it. was it 2017 though when they did the automatic uh walk i'm okay with that i'm not yeah that that, that, that i i had to rewind I'm, I'm watching the i didn't know i didn't keep up with the rules changes i'm watching the first game of this or maybe the second game of the season and uh, Rizzo comes up to bat, and then he just tosses his bat and walks to, to first. I'm like, wait, did I miss the pitch? 
I always, I always did. I had to rewind. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I always did enjoy watching because you can intentionally walk a batter, Jenny. Like if you, if you don't want to face this guy, like because oh, he might get like a home run or something. Yes, because yeah. he's like, like when Barry Bonds was juiced out of his mind and hitting, you know, 73 home runs. He would get year, walked. Nobody wanted to pitch yeah. to him. I think he was intentionally walked 200 times that year. Yeah. But I love I, – I miss the intention to walk because I miss the catcher standing up. There's only 162 games, by the way, and he was intentionally walked 200 times. <laughs> I just I just missed the catcher and the motion. Yeah. Yeah, when he hoses his arm out, it's like I'm not even going to – he's just like – And he yeah, does a little trot here. outside yeah. to catch the ball. Because <laughs> the like, catcher has to start – there's a catcher's box too. Yeah. So the catcher has to start in his catcher's box, which is right behind the plate. So once the ball is thrown, he can he, move outside can move. to catch it. Yeah. And sometimes, like, the guy would be throwing the ball and it might go over the catcher's head, so he's got a woo! <laughs> like, I love, I love it. Like, I love the nuances of it, and I, yeah, but whatever. Man. And, and technically, the, the batter can swing at it if, yes. if the and guy doesn't throw times, it far enough outside. There are times when the batter has made contact on where they were trying to, to walk him. Yeah. And DH, then nobody's, nobody's paying attention. They don't expect the ball to get hit, so you can get an easy, cheap hit. The, the DH is stupid. I'm just kidding. I, DH is dumb. I, I've given I will so die on that hill. I look, will I, die I, on that hill. I, Jenny, Jenny could not look less interested right now. <laughs> I'm well, what literally about those, just scraping the cuticles back of my toenails. The, the, Vulcan, <laughs> that, the Vulcan that slid into second. Right? Uh, Chase Utley? Yeah, that was a dirty slide. That, well, no, but the thing was, that was legal in 98. It's not legal now. That's because Chase Utley broke Miguel Tejada's leg yeah. <laughs> in the playoffs. That's why they changed that rule. Oops. And you're sure a Vulcan could do that? I would love to just – At least the Vulcan slid at the base. Yeah. Chase, Chase Utley slid, slid at the – at fucking Miguel Tejada. Chase Utley yeah. might as – it wasn't Miguel Tejada. It was Miguel um, – it was, it was, no, Miguel Tejada was a different guy. It was um, – shit, I just said his name. Eh, whatever but yeah he might as well have slid into yeah, left field Tejada was third baseman yeah no it was Tejada but it's not Miguel Tejada it was a different oh Ruben Ruben yeah, Tejada yeah. yeah he might as well have slid into left field he was so far off the base yeah and I don't know I love baseball I love this yeah. episode nine 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 nine, nine for the Niners nine, nine Jenny what do you say as a non-baseball fan look I apologize <laughs> <laughs> whatever dude. i know that you guys are excited about it but for me like it was just it was just an episode it was just a filler episode and it was fun but it was just an episode and i'm gonna give it uh uh i'm gonna give it a six and a half well that's not bad for a filler episode yeah i mean is that because you could, you could do the uh, design analysis on their uniforms is that why you bumped it up no if i was really getting into the design analysis of their uniforms i'd take it down to five and a half <laughs> garbage <laughs> uh, up, bro yeah no i mean it like deep space nine like I, I think my lowest score for any episode in this entire show has been like a three and i absolutely fucking hated that episode but Which it was still was a three it? i don't Which even remember it? now was it the one, the planet that showed up every 60 years and she fell in love with the guy on it? I don't even think it was that one. I think there was one that I hated worse than that. Because that one was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. But Was it the one where they played hopscotch? <laughs> that one is not that bad. The hopscotch? I don't remember that. The one where the aliens put them into the game. And Quark has to play the game to try to get them to the finish. That's it's right. It's basically reverse Jumanji. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I don't remember this one. Did I did I skip that one? There was a TNG episode. There was a TNG episode. Yeah, there was a TNG episode very much like that with the game. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like there was like a three and a four or something. And then, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I love the show. So, I mean, even when it's not on 100% for me, I still enjoy it. So, you know. I was also giving this game a nine because I was happy to see that there, were a, there was a black manager. Like, it's nice to see baseball finally making some progress. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and a black GM, because he got to pick all the players. Like, it was really... 300 was, years. 300 years it took for a black GM, but man. Yeah, and, and look what happened. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Dennis. <laughs> but Dennis, what do you say, buddy? What do you give this episode? Uh, I'd say it's a 7.5. I thought it was pretty great. I enjoyed it a lot. Ben? Okay, so I, I was going to go with an eight because I, I try to reserve my nines because the, those are... We're almost over, Ben. It's almost over. The series is almost over. I know. I, I, know. And I don't I, think there's going to be that many nines. You and don't have a final I, I've nine. only done, I think, two nines this entire, like the entire seven, maybe three. I know the Biddy Russell, the, uh, the father's one that Ginny avoided and she should have been here for, but basically the three of us had like visitor, emotions yeah. that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's only 22 episodes left, Ben. You gotta. Yeah. So, well, here's the thing. So I'm going, I was going for an eight. And there ain't going to be any nines during Voyager. I'll tell you that. But, oh, no, there will be. <laughs> and we're going to be on was... a 10 point scale. <laughs> but I found out late in the game huh, that there was um, a Cubs connection. Because, you know, obviously you have to get somebody who knows baseball to come in and teach the players how to, you know, the actors how to play baseball for the show to some degree. And the guy that they had coaching was Joey Banks. Who's Ernie the Banks' son kid? Of Ernie Banks. Oh, that's cool. Mr. Sunshine. So I'm like, okay, that, that bumps it up. And then there's the, the Kenny Lofton connection and everything. So I'm just like, okay, there, there's too much real baseball connected to this. And then, you know, the whole thing about Rom being like semi-pro and then like all the Vulcans apparently were actual baseball players. Really? That, uh, that uh, Joey Banks put together like a team of, you know, really good players. Uh, Even the women? Players. Especially the women. <laughs> Did they play for the Colorado Silver Bullets? I, I don't know. It's just an accomplished team of baseball. That was the. I lived in Colorado at the time, and that was the professional women's baseball team that stood up. You didn't have just, a league. You're just saying. You're just saying words. Is this some kind of? Is this some kind of thing to help support the troops in World War II? Because that's the only <laughs> women's baseball I know about. Um, sure, it was the Colorado Silver Bullets. There's yeah. no crying in baseball. It was. But yeah, so I with with all. I don't the, remember dumb shit like that. With all that stuff, I took it to a nine. I took it to a nine. So I will agree with you, Bob. This is, I mean, my, my nostalgia and love of baseball was just amped. This is one of the few DS9 episodes that I will, you know, in the past I, I would like, oh yeah, but I'd want to watch it from, I don't, you know, I don't like stop halfway through an episode when I'm flipping through because it's like, oh no, I know this one. I want to see it all the way through. I'll just catch it on Netflix later. This one, it doesn't, if I'm flipping through on a Sunday afternoon back in the old days and it'd be like, oh, DS9's on. All right, let's, it's the baseball episode. There, there's no clunky B story, you know? The B story is basically them amping up for how they're going to play the game, on, you yeah. know, the whole backstory with him and, and Solok. So yeah, this was nine all the way. All right, well, there you go. Good, good episode. Um, as great as this episode is, the next episode, ugh, not so much. 
<laughs> it was so the on, they had a DS9 marathon on Monday, and this episode came on, so I watched it. Nice. And then the next one started after, it and I turned it off because I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to spoil it. I was I was going through like, man, I'm watching Deep Space Nine, and I watched like four episodes in a row, and I watched Take Me Out to the Hollywood Suite, and I was like, wow, that was great. And I started this episode, and I got about ten minutes into it, like, ah, I'm about to, I'm, I'm a head out. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I SpongeBobbed it. It was awful. It was awful. Oh yeah, I, I just hit the next button to see. Yeah, what the I next spun, I, I'm, I'm a head out. Uh, it's time for bed. Get my, <sighs> get my sleep on. Well, you know, they all can't be winners. This this will put Jenny's theory to the test. <laughs> so maybe it'll be maybe it'll be a new low for me. Oh really? It's not good. No, it's not. Those people, those people come back and it's not good? No. Hmm. I just Hope, watched it. It's Hopefully not. the listeners come back. <laughs> they will because they like it when we review bad episodes. It's not. Dennis, I, I, I had to watch it in two sittings. I had to shut it. There was one scene in particular <laughs> that was just like, these motherfuckers start singing. And I'm like, I'm out. I'm not like they just have like the, they start, do, re, mi, fa, so, no, do, do. I'm like, I'm, I'm, peace. Wait, does it does it break out into a musical number or do they just sing? I mean, there is they're not like it's it's not like the musical episode of The Flash. Yeah, it's not like it's not like Guys and Dolls happens, but like it's a <laughs> it's enough singing to be annoying, is what I'm saying. I I think I'm already out. <laughs> now, if it had been Guys and Dolls breaking out, would you have been in? maybe a little bit more but like they just start singing and like they're singer singing you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah mm. it's like watching a bunch of theater kids in high school i'm just like oh man i gotta go it's and, as if brett spiner were in the episode yes very much so <laughs> i shared a, a tweet today from brent spiner i thought Sorry. was pretty good actually i i i uh added you guys but it's uh he, he, he doesn't understand how Zoom works, and it uh, was pretty funny. Yeah, of course he doesn't. He's a dummy. No, he's a great guy. He is. He's fine. But, but yeah, man, so thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week with a real stinker. Um, <laughs> be sure to join us. I mean, again, we always do a good job on the bad episodes. Join us yeah. for a real fucking piece of trash. Hey, <laughs> the, the trash episodes are the, the best uh, True. dork trick episodes. This one's that... pretty, pretty, pretty. I don't know. I still feel like the episode where we debated about Kira's mom banging Dukat <laughs> may be one of the best episodes we've ever done because we had the most serious discussion we've ever had, and I expected it to be just off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> That, that was a rare, rare, uh, rare moment of clarity. Yeah. Star, Star Trek does a lot of things to us. We've been doing this for a long time. So deep analyzation of uh, Yamada Bang and Ducat. <laughs> <laughs> Yamada. So there you go, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. And uh, wear your mask. Stay safe. Wash your hands. I don't understand.